0: And another thing. And another thing. And another thing. And another thing. Welcome to a special edition of And Another Thing. My name is Jody Jenkins.
1: I'm Tony Clement.
0: And we are doing kind of a not really a breaking news, but certainly an update from the goings on in our country, mostly centered around, of course, the situation in Ottawa. And we've had some other big things come up in the last, I'd say 24, 48 hours that have really changed the landscape of what's going on in our country. I guess, Tony, let's let's start with the, the obvious big one. And that was the announcement, uh, just you know, just a day and a half ago, I guess now, by the time the show airs, about Prime Minister Trudeau looking for permission or looking for support to use the or invoke, I guess is the word, yes. the Emergencies Act, which was Am I right in saying this? Was that used to be the War Measures Act or is that the same,
1: same thing? That's right. Same exactly thing. the same thing. In, in the eighties, it was updated. I think Perrin Beatty was the defense minister at the time, uh, to be a bit more modern and, uh, have, uh, what are supposed to be breaks in the system so that the government can't just invoke the, uh, Emergencies Act willy-nilly. So they do have to, they can invoke it right away, but they have to go to parliament within, I think it's six days to get uh, approval by parliament.
0: And we'll try to make this like a very simple uh, understanding of it because I'm sure it's it's obviously a, a complicated um, system or process that they have to go through. But in a nutshell, it gives the ability to provide more resources or tools, as politicians like to say these days, provide more tools uh, to those in law enforcement, et cetera, in order to, I guess, effectively stop what they would deem. A threat to the safety of of Canadians is that right, or maybe you can expand a little bit more? On yeah, I think uh,
1: right. it gives you it gives them emergency special powers. So uh, as we're seeing, they want to use those powers uh, to invade bank accounts that they deem to be uh, injurious to the welfare of the country. Uh, it could get it could mean that they could direct. Uh, direct police authorities, because you're not allowed as government to actually tell the police to go arrest somebody. That that would be a police state, right? So uh, they you, you can, as legislators, as parliamentarians, create a law that allows the police to arrest someone, but the discretion is with the police, whether they lay the charge or not. So all of those things come into play Uh, when you invoke the Emergencies Act. So it is supposed to be a special circumstance. Of course, the last time the War Measures Act was invoked in this country was by Pierre Elliott Trudeau uh, during the FLQ crisis, where we had terrorists. uh, And let's not forget, uh, these were uh, violent terrorists, the Front de Liberation de Québec, FLQ. They had kidnapped and killed the Quebec Labour Minister, Pierre Laporte, and they had, in their possession, they had kidnapped the high commissioner from the UK, James Cross. The, you know, And there were uh, um, letter bombs going off in, in mailboxes uh, in Montreal. Uh, and uh, there was generally a state of siege in, in Montreal and throughout Quebec. So that was the context of the War Measures Act being invoked in 1970. And it was still, even in that circumstance, highly controversial. Uh, and uh, there were people in Quebec uh, and elsewhere in the country who felt that this was an invasion of civil liberties at the time. And that was at a time when there was violent terrorism going on uh, in, in Quebec in, in particular. So here we are, uh, you know, uh, in 2022. And so uh, there's been a lot of feedback and a lot of reaction to the invocation of what is basically the same piece of legislation just uh uh, more modernized uh in the context of the trucker convoy protests
0: so yeah and and what you just described there with the flq situation (laughs) i think most of us would agree totally different than what is going on in ottawa however there are some that are describing it or at least speaking of it in kind of the same the same breath as though as they would describe that um I'm curious, my understanding, and again, if there's a listener uh, or all of our listeners that want to correct me if I'm wrong, please send us an email or get in touch with us. Um, we'll give you Tony's cell phone at the end of the show. <laughs> um, my understanding is that, yes, they are downtown. Yes, they are protesting. I'm told that emergency vehicles, et cetera, you can still get through the downtown. It's not like a hard... Closure. Am I, have you heard that, or is that
1: wrong? Yeah, I've heard that they uh, they have let emergency vehicles through. Um, I, I, I really, I have not been there. Uh, I have not been amongst the protesters ever, you know, at all in this past uh, two and a half weeks. Um, so I can't, I can't speak with direct experience, but I, I'm told the same thing that you are, Jody. That uh, there are kind of rules in place. That would allow emergency vehicles to gain access if necessary.
0: I'm told there's no violence outside of like a you know typical things that would happen day to day. Again, this is what I'm told. Uh, This is what I'm reading about. Um, I know there's been some situations with a supposed uh, arson attempt, uh, handcuffs on a door. Again, a lot of a lot of things flying around out there. Not a lot of meat to the stories, but.
1: Well, I mean, there's there, there's a, the uh, you know these uh, instances that you find on Twitter where people felt intimidated, or yep. there were there were words exchanged that made uh, uh, people feel intimidated by the protesters. Yeah, you know, I know I know what that's like. I've gone through crowds of protesters on Parliament Hill. Uh, it can be intimidating. Uh, so, I guess the question that legal scholars are are relating to and others is, is that enough to, exactly. is that that's enough of a trigger? A yeah. yeah. To, to invoke, uh, the Emergencies Act. And, uh, you know, and I, I would encourage our listeners not to get involved in situational ethics. And by that I mean, I don't like the truckers. I don't like what they're saying. Therefore, the government should be doing anything that they can, they, they can, you know, that's not, that's not right. That's the, our rights are for every Canadian. Not, not just for when it suits us because we don't like the message of the group that is protesting. You know, it's easy uh, to, to say, uh, you know, if you agree with the protest, well, they should protest all they want and they can do what all. They, but if I disagree with them, shut them down, you know, arrest them all. That isn't the way rights work. Uh, no. Rights are there for the people that you actually despise. That that's that's where that's where civil liberties come into play, and uh, I, I, you know, look if 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 the if all of all of protest in Canada was always, uh, you know, eighty percent in favor of the protest, well, there'd be no issue. But sometimes protesters are swimming upstream, and yeah. and we should allow them the ability to express themselves within the law, within the law. I, I get that point, uh, but uh, you know, to invoke the Emergencies Act. Uh, to give the government special powers uh, because of this situation. It, it's just a joke. I mean, I, I, I think the world looks at Canada and and it, we're becoming a laughing stock that we can't, I, I get it. We can't control our streets right now. We're a G7 country that can't con- control the main thoroughfare in front of our parliament buildings.
0: Yeah. And well, of course, that leads into our next updated news par, uh, piece that we wanted to report on. The just today, um, well, it'll be yesterday or whatever you're listening to this. But recently, the Ottawa police chief is it Peter? Slowly is that is it Peter?
1: Yeah, I think yeah, Paul or Peter. Yeah, Paul. slowly. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Peter, we know it's not Mary. It's either Paul yeah. or Peter. But yeah. um, slowly, Chief Slowly resigned or quit, right? Right. And Peter. What, what Peter does that like, What does that say?
1: Well, it says that he wasn't. Uh, he was seen. He did. He lost the confidence of the Police Services Board in Ottawa. Uh, clearly, they've got a lot of yappers on that board, by the way, because they, they they seem to whenever they have a a, a, a meeting, uh, all of their comments get reported, uh, and they were highly critical. You know, one member was calling uh, the protesters in front of uh, Parliament Hill terrorists, and uh, you know they were using very inflammatory language. And well, uh, so yeah, I mean, he, yeah. They, they figured he wasn't doing his job.
0: I was going to say too like and the other thing like let's let's be clear here like look I I don't live in Ottawa I have friends in Ottawa that you know are on both sides of this so I I I have no issue saying this but let's be clear if there was ever a place where a right leaning protest was going to upset the most people it would be in Ottawa because all those ridings all those areas are liberal strongholds is that not correct Tony
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah, Yeah. sure, sure. And, uh, you know, yeah.
0: I'm not shocked that there's business owners. And again, people are going to come at me and say, well, you don't know that. But look, I wouldn't be shocked if there are business owners making political decisions about whether or not they open their store and then playing it off as like, I don't feel comfortable doing that or it's not safe. Because I could go down on Wellington Street right now and find... Tons of businesses that are open and saying they've done more business this last couple of weeks than they've ever done, right? So,
1: well, and they, you know, they're, they're, some are feeling intimidated because they're coming into their stores and the protesters aren't wearing masks and, and uh, all of this. Uh, so, you know, there's, there's, there's some irritation there. Uh, you know, I don't know what to say. I, 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 I would like everybody to re- be respectful of one another. That would be what I would like. But, uh, you know, when you're involved in a protest, um, you know it does it does get messy within the bounds of the law. It still gets messy. um people so, are
0: passionate about things. We have to yeah. respect that like i know yeah. you've you've said that in the show, but people are passionate about things on both sides. look, I've never uh you would have way more experience on the political side of this than 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 I would about with what I'm about to say and I'd love for you to weigh in. but look, i have grown up almost my entire life right beside the Tinega um Mm -hmm. nation right on the the Mohawk territory there and so I have a lot of friends that are First Nations Mohawks uh I have a lot of friends that live there that grew up there and we've obviously had a lot of situations with First Nations concerns uh, whether it's you know a blockage blockage of roads of railways whatever but I've never you know outside of violence and things like that I have never been someone that said you know I respect their, their right to do that. I know it's uncomfortable and I know that it's, it, it can throw a wrench in a lot of things, but you know what? They have a passion. They believe that what they're doing is, is right. And just like, that's what protests are about. And you know, if, if, if they're peaceful, they're they they're Yes, they're uncomfortable, but guess what? If nobody's getting hurt, I think they have a right to do that. And Yeah.
1: I mean, I, 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 I question whether they get to park their rig, uh, uh, in front of Parliament Hill for, for two and a half weeks. Now, we've had tractor protests before. Uh, farmers. As an example, have, have driven their tractors and parked them in front of Parliament Hill. Not for two and a half weeks, but they've snarled up uh, Parliament Hill with their tractors before. Uh, there have been, you know, large demonstrations that have surrounded the Prime Minister's office. I talked about on the last show about Idle No More and uh, the uh, Indigenous protesters and others who were supporting the ind- Indigenous people who were protesting. So uh, let's not be naive about this when you're in the downtown core of Ottawa. There's going to be a protest or two. Uh, there's no question about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, I, I have a little bit of a, uh, I, I actually, I'm more of a, I don't want, I don't know what the word to to use is, but I, I, I can sense the hurt with with people. It's just something I've well, up they, with I. Well, and and they're just did.
1: being sneered at. They're being sneered out by the mainstream media. They're being sneered at yes. by the political elites. And uh, You know, this. And I
0: say that yeah. on both sides. Again, like I, like again, like I have going back to the first nations issues. Cause it's, it's some, it's something I can relate to because we're right beside them is like, I know what what some of these individuals are going through and they, they genuinely believe that that, that things need to be addressed. And, and you know, what I, I agree with them on, on a lot of issues. And, and so it's, it, it's not easy. It's not a, it's I I don't know what the final answer is on all this, but I know what the answer isn't. And that's not hating, like the hate, uh, the anger, Thankfully, it, it. I actually am impressed that there hasn't been any violence. To be honest, yeah. Well, like, you know, you think but, about the, it. <laughs> but
1: I, the hypocrisy, of course. Why should I be shocked at hypocrisy? Uh, good question. But uh, <laughs> you know that pe- it's like the inspector in Casablanca, shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on. Yeah. Uh, but in this case, they're shocked that there might be some foreigners who are donating money to this cause, yeah, exactly. which is an internet. Well, where were they when uh, a certain environmental Uh, apocalyptic environmental group was uh, raising money in the United States to shut down our pipelines. Where was the, where was the shock and anger about that? No, you know, I didn't see those people uh, who were shocked at, at this fundraising being shocked at that fundraising. So again, it's situational ethics. It's you know because we don't like the cause, we, we should throw the book at them and uh, use every means possible when that wasn't the case before. Same thing with the media who are now, as we speak, doxing uh, people who have made contributions to that's this wrong. cause.
0: By the way, that is that in my opinion, that's completely wrong.
1: Yeah, but that's what they're doing. I know and, they're know, doing
0: that. That's, Man, I'm saying right now appalling. that any 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 media I saw that today I saw somebody sharing a thread and I saw journalists retweeting that stuff that is if you're a journalist and you're listening to this program I'm telling you right now you, that is disgusting and you should be ashamed of yourself it's wrong and I would say that on both sides I'm not like I, if there was an I, it is you don't you, you are just lowering yourself to the like the level that you are actually railing against it's it's wrong I'm, I know. I I'm old enough to
1: remember. I'm old enough to remember where the media and uh, liberals in this country were all in favor of civil liberties. That was, you know, when you were when you were a left wing media person or a left wing politician or a left wing activist, you were for freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom to protest, uh, all of those things. But now, because it's something that you don't agree with. Uh, you know, misinformation or whatever excuse you want to use. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but it's, uh, you're, you're tying all those people into what you consider to be misinformation, therefore hurting people. Therefore, these people have to be shut down. Uh, but that, that isn't the way civil liberties work. Civil liberties work on causes that you don't agree with. That's why they're there. If everybody agreed with the cause, there'd be no issue. We, there, there'd be no topic to discuss here. But because because these these uh, people, uh, you know, uh, these liberal elites and the media elites and uh, the the status quo don't like the, the what the protesters are saying, all of a sudden their civil liberties don't count for much. If they're doing something illegal, arrest them please do not exactly. take my words to mean do not take my words to mean that they should get away with, uh, with breaking the law. But if it, if you're not going to arrest them, then, uh, you know, what are you doing there that you have to have a, a whole new level of power, police power, government power, that is the emergency emergencies act. That's what I don't understand.
0: Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting situation. I wanted to Tony, uh, quickly before we wrap this up, one other thing, and this, I don't know if this will go on for a long time, this discussion on, on this aspect, but I saw an article the other day and it, it kind of lined up with stuff that I'd been saying over the last two years that more and more evidence or of, of how this is f- unfolding, the situation in Ottawa leads to the bolstering of the theory that this COVID pandemic and the the fallout is really kind of a class war in the sense that those that are on the mandates uh pro mandates pro lockdown uh, etc are typically their paychecks haven't been interrupted in the last two years the ability to work from home is not an issue and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas the ones on the other side are ones that have been either you know lost their jobs due to covid in the early going uh significantly lost business and money um lost their jobs later on in the in pandemic because of mandates with the vaccination. So is this devolved into a class war?
1: Well, I, I think that that was always there. And I think people were or, noting two years ago the the difference in suffering, some people were trying to raise the issue. And I mean, even progressives were saying, you know, the people who are disproportionately hit by the by covid are uh working class people working in dist- distribution and delivery centers or grocery stores or what have you uh, and uh, they were also trying to make the point that uh, if you are racialized you are more susceptible to uh you know worse covid because your health outcomes were were affected so that that kind of creeped into the into the debate early on um, but uh, I think we've seen that um, as restrictions have continued, it has had a disproportionate impact. And, you know, then, the, you know, the whole trigger of this on the truckers was because that they would, if they were unvaccinated, they'd have to go to a 14 day, uh, you Correct. know. Yep. This is how ridiculous is this? We've made this point before. A trucker uh, trying to deliver goods across the border who's staying in his cabin, most likely on his rig. Uh, You know, they're all of a sudden they've got to do this 14 day quarantine. It makes no sense. And the, the, the sense of grievance that it created. Now I'm saying, uh, you know, other people hopped on the bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. It, it's not just truckers. I get that. Uh, but the, the initial thing was truckers saying, look, you know, we're just trying to do our job. You know, yep. They were called heroes at one point in this pandemic yep. for for continuing to work when the rest of us had to stay at home. So, um, yeah, I think there's a bit of class issues there. And But, of course, uh, you know, in today's day and age, everybody's interested in the culture wars, not the class wars.
0: And yeah, well, you know, and I, what I'm about to say, obviously, I'm exaggerating again, I've done that a couple of times, but it's just to to make the point. And I know there's good politicians out there. So don't don't listen to what I am saying, not to what I'm not saying. But I truly believe that the majority of politicians actually have no clue about what it's been like the last two years, because they have been afforded a, a life that a lot of us look, i lost my job. I lost literally lost my job within eight months of COVID, not, Mm -hmm. not because of vaccines or any of that stuff. Our company eliminated several executive positions and sold off several of our properties. Like COVID did that. I was Mm -hmm. out of work for almost a year, burned through all my savings, literally. Well, not all of them, but majority of them, you know, like it was, it was rough. I got three, three young children. It's, it's, it's rough. And, you know, I don't know of any politicians that had to face that, right?
1: No, so, no, you're right. You're right. It's, it's uh, uh,
0: anyway, again, I know that I'm not saying that all of them are like that, but I am comfortable saying the majority of them don't really have a grasp of what it's like.
1: Well, and that and creates the like. sense of grievance, uh, yes. which I think is legit. Um, but, and then what happens to somebody who has that grievance is they're sneered at. They're they're dismissed. They're uh, belittled. They're laughed at by the same people that you're referring to. And uh, I just think that's wrong. And I think it's dangerous for democracy. Quite Exactly.
0: Frankly. No, it's exactly right. And we'll uh, we'll wrap it up with that. So, yeah, that was kind of like a, a little update episode. I yeah. want to thank uh, thank again, MNC Podcast Network, Jordan and the team. They're going to get this up and uh, people can weigh in. We'd love to hear from you. Our email is and another thing podcast. At gmail.com you can also check out the website and another thing podcast.ca and uh i guess we could do a shameless merch plug if you want to go to zekeagency.com yeah.
1: buy some of our merch you know you show show them show them how you feel buy some of our merch
0: yeah dr- yeah if we had like a thousand people that were walking downtown ottawa with the the young tony sweater yeah
1: it would make a difference i'm telling people you you like, could change the world
0: People are like, what's the young Tony? Well, go check it out. <laughs> Z-Agency. right. ZAgency.com. Yeah. All right. Well, we will, uh, oh, thanks to John Mutton and the team at Municipal Solutions. We'll give them a plug as well. Yeah, and of
1: sure. Course, we'll give them a freebie on this one.
0: The crew we'll at f- LooneyPolitics.com. Uh, we got some new episodes coming out for them, too. So, anyway, Tony, uh, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your week.
1: You too.